Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to the Undressing Room Podcast presented by Macy's Baby. This week, it's going down. Everybody is talking. Talk show hosts are talking. They're revealing their worst guests ever. Mm. Um, I know that you as a celebrity can talk about another celebrity, but I cannot wait to undress that. (laughs) Plus, hide your grandmas, hide the elderly. I'm telling you, seniors are spending $139 million on romance scams. Yes, get your single grandmas out there because they might be over here playing with a pension. Come on, Anna. Venture Capitalist says that dads are losers for taking paternity leave. Now, I don't know, but there's some (laughs) name calling going on out here. Lurio, what else is going on? Well, listen, we're going to talk about Drake and how he used to rent a Rolls Royce just to keep up an appearance going broke and everything, child. Now, also, there's a mother out there. She has an OnlyFans page, and it got her banned from volunteering at a kid's school being fresh <laughs> out here, Nasty. And for our final question to address, this is a mess, man. This Uh-oh. happened. I don't have a man. Okay, so see, what you're doing right now is just what Jay Ellis did on a podcast a little while ago. That's <laughs> exactly what Jay Ellis did. Yeah! You, you, getting us, you give me real Lawrence right now. Oh, L'Oreal Hive. You just did it real hard. Three times. I don't have no man. I don't have no man. See? Yeah, man. Oh. It's going down. So make sure you listen to hear how we undress this total mess because it's a total mess right here on the Undressing Room Podcast <laughs> brought to you by our favorite, Macy's. Macy's. Well, speaking of Macy's, uh, Black Friday is coming up starting Ooh. on Thursday, November the 11th. You can shop tons of Macy's Black Friday specials early. That's right. I said early and you can go ahead and get a preview of amazing deals that'll be dropping ahead of time. So yes, you can strategize your wallet, your budget, your coins, mm. figure out what you want, how much it is, what the sale is looking at, looking like, and then go out there and get it. So why shop early? If this year is anything like last year's, those specials are going to get snatched up quick. quick That's quick, why you quick. shop early. Mm-hmm. So beat the rush. Go in there and get what you need to get. Plus, Macy's app just got a makeover, didn't they, L'Oreal? Yes, they did. You can take your shopping to a whole nother level on the Macy's app now. It got a totally fresh new look. It ain't the old Uh-oh. one that you remember. Mm-hmm. You can get started with a style quiz. That's how you're going to get your outfit recommendations, which is perfect. Hold Tailored on. just for you. That's hard because, you know, sometimes you be like, I don't know what to wear. Well, guess what, sis? And what? bro, they're going to help you out there to choose your favorites to keep a running list of the looks that get you inspired. So it kind of sets up like a little, they learn your style. Like a after. Closet. You get what I'm saying? It's like a closet. Look at you. It's the closet. Through Macy's for the closet on that You app. know what I'm saying? You can stay on top of online orders and returns, especially with shipping and how things are going nowadays. Yes. You want to make sure you can do that. You can take advantage of price checking feature and updated Ooh. store maps. So the next time you swing by, you can walk right in the store, go to the department you need, an mm-hmm. updated list so you don't have no problems. Plus, Star Reward members, they always get a special feature or they get bonuses or whatever the case. And this time, it's going to be Star Money Updates 
and exclusive Ooh. savings sent right to your phone. All you got to do is download on iOS for Android or, you know, the App Store. Oh, and oh, it's Android friendly, too, so you can yeah. get on any smartphone. Look smart at that. Phone. So Let's even if you, it's green when you text people, you can still get this deal, too, because you, you need a deal with that Android. Listen, the chill <laughs> is in the air and it has no chill. No now, chill. it's not just you, but it's definitely getting colder out here. Sure. So now it's about the time you go ahead and get your uh, L'Oreal New York swag on you and you start layering up with the great deals. <laughs> Listen, it's perfect for the cold weather. You can accessorize from Macy's. They have every single thing you need to stay cozy and on trend because you want to be comfortable and fly at the same time. And That's Macy's it. has you ready for the holiday season and beyond. The warmest cashmere ever. The That's cutest right. prints. Yes. Mm -hmm. Gift sets that make your stocking stuffers amazing. They have that. And like L'Oreal said, if you are a Star Rewards member, which <clears throat> I, am, I am, you will yeah. earn rewards on every single purchase except for gift cards and services and fees. You know, the normal you gotta stuff. You got to pay for something. That's regular. Exactly. Now, let me tell you what's not regular, L'Oreal, is people talking about what happens behind the scenes. So being a host, as you know, the host of Morning Hustle. I'm over here on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Sometimes the guests can be, you know, nasty. Not necessarily at their best. We could let's just say they're might be having a bad day or be a little bit unpleasant, but we still got to get our job done, right? So, 2fab.com just did a roundup of the worst guests according to some of the top talk show personalities. So, we all love him, Mr. Andy Cohen himself from Bravo. Mm -hmm. Watch what happens live. Yes. He went ahead and name dropped. And he said the worst guest he's ever had was the one and only our girl. Amber Rose said she did not really? answer any of his shady questions. She turned to me and she goes, am I a horrible guest? That's what she asked him. And I go, you are in the running of one of the worst no. guests I've ever had. No. Yes. Now, James Cordine said that Rick Ross was the worst guest that he's ever had. Really? He is used to playing fun games with his guests, and the games are usually approved. Now, there was a game that he was supposed to play with Rick Ross, right? And the game was approved by his people. Now, when it came down to playing a game, Rick Ross was like, oh. No. What was the oh, game? Cool. Rick Ross, he be I'm singing with me on the room. carpet and everything. He went to the party. Yeah, but he, I mean, damn, L'Oreal, look at you. Well, he, I don't know because, uh, listen, one time on lip service, he uh -huh. went in on Stephanie Santiago. So, oh. and he would, they had a little tiff. But the crazy thing was, I've what? interviewed him numerous times. Mm -hmm. He's always amazing. He's one of my best interviews. But maybe he wasn't feeling it because, I mean, like I said, sometimes it just, the guests could be having a bad day. So, yeah. Host Graham Norton and Jimmy uh -oh, Fallon. This more? This more? more, girl. Girl, I'm saying the celebs are name dropping. I can't. It's not even a book. This is just, this is crazy. So these two hosts, Graham Norton and Jimmy Fallon, both said that they had the same horrible guest. They both said Robert De Niro is the worst guest. Nah, ever. just because he got a black wife. Listen, it <laughs> got nothing to do with his Uncle Ben Patty. Apparently, his responses are very short. He only gives one word responses like, yep, nope. 
And you know those, Lo. Tell you cannot tell He's me you have not had. I know, but you can't tell me. You look back on all the people. I mean, you just got off with Silk Sonic. This is what you do. Can't tell me that there has been one person you've interviewed that has given you a very difficult time. Like, bruh, can we just get through the interview? Yeah, I, I won't interview them no more. That's the difference between me and everybody else. And I have a petty limit. So mm -hmm. with me, um, and it's so funny because I've been recently seeing him a lot and people try to introduce us, but I won't speak to him. And it's the crazy thing is oh. it wasn't even that serious. I'll say it, it's Jacquees. And I don't think he's the king of no damn R&B or anything. But the uh -oh. whole thing was the week that I spoke to him, okay. I guess he was having a bad week because everybody else seems to have a great experience with him. And even being like I was around him at Wale's dinner the other day, he seemed nice, but I just don't, I prefer not to talk to him. I did an interview and he was at odds with another artist at the time. It was okay. public. It was on the blogs. It was everywhere. So you and asked, I asked about, him it. about it. I know you did. And he Come got on, nasty. Like, instead of him just saying, like, I don't want to talk about it, it was kind of like a, we're here to talk about me. Like, he got nasty with me. And I'm like, okay, he clearly doesn't know who he's talking to, and he won't be talking to me ever again. Okay, because so question. What's was, up? Did he have a do not ask these questions list? Because they, they sometimes they have that. No, now, if your publicist didn't do what they were supposed to do or your label ain't do what they were supposed to do, then that's your problem. But I didn't. I didn't get that. One, I don't like those lists. If you're going to give me those, don't bring the artists to me. But, no, they, but they have them. See, we had Pastor uh, um, Pastor Gray on, and we had this list of stuff not to ask. And I'm like... He's a Pastor John Gray. I'm going to ask these questions. But he got caught out there with all the cheating scandals. And I'm asking. So this is, this is what my thing is, right? Okay. If you want to interview the person that bad that you're willing to disregard some of these questions. I did that with Meg Thee Stallion. Her label was very, very uh, tight on what we can ask her. And at first it aggravated me, but I figured it out and I was able to do it without whatever. But exactly. I do respect that a bit more than you not saying, oh, I'm going to, then you saying I'm an open book. And then when I do ask you the question, you're like, don't ask me that. I don't want to. Also, Big Sean, he's another one who doesn't really like to answer uh, like things about his relationship or things of that nature, but he does it in a more um, tactful a, way. A way where I don't, I didn't feel away. Whereas yeah. Trey songs does it in a way where I feel away. You know okay, what so I mean? Tell and me like, about the Trey songs interview. Oh, I'm all in your business. girl. Yeah. Well with Trey songs, he damn near tried to, I don't know who he thought was who or what and when, but I'm like, bro, I've been around you numerous times. He called his label on me. Which you're crazy because it's Atlantic and it's Kaiser. And I'm like, that's my friend. <laughs> like, Michael Kaiser is a good Not friend of Mike. mine. So he called me and he was like, what did you do to my artist? Like, Trey Songs hung up on us and everything. But my thing about Trey Songs is you'll put your OnlyFans out, all your business out there. You talk about it in a song. And then when I ask you about someone you're dating or Kiki Palmer, whatever the situation, you he got a little <gasps> nasty with me. That, you know that what I mean? was a juicy little situation. Yeah, though. but it was something that was out there. And you should, you, at that point, you should know how to address things like that. Like you've been in this game so long that it's, how can little the girl Lele give me a better response? And she's 12 than you who's her, been her in the game. Taught her well. But you've been in the game 12 right. years. Get media training. Right. Like, but, but I'm just saying, sometimes you have a bad day. Sometimes it like, I mean, I remember my, shows. my first interview, my first reunion, which is like a huge interview for um, mm -hmm. Housewives. Girl, right. I was pregnant and I, went, it was, I was going into labor. 
So well, I'm pretty it, sure Jacquees or Trey Songz wasn't, wasn't pregnant. I'm just saying. <laughs> sometimes you would be gassy or you might have a hard night last night and you still got to go on with the day. But, um, you know, would you think these talk show hosts were petty for telling about their guests? Because, I mean, would you no. want to go on their show? I would be scared to go to places if I know that you would tell what's not supposed to be told. Well, don't be, don't be nasty. You know that Facts. you're coming here to do an interview. Facts. And when you're coming to do an interview, you're nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, coming to promote Promoting. something that you have. What are you Facts. being nasty to me for? You're using my platform to promote your bull. So well, I'm... Think about it. Andy Cohen said that uh, Amber Rose was her worst guest because she would not answer the shady question. So that, I mean, because he I won't be negative... Shady. Well, Andy is shady. Exactly. Like, so what I'm saying is so to call her the worst guest because she did not she chose to come on there and talk about her slut walk, which is most likely what she was promoting and not sit here and talk about because I remember he said something about Kanye. It was just like, I'm not doing that. See, I do think when you go back too far too, then sometimes you got to. So sometimes I ask questions, Eva, that okay. I know are on the fence. Now, when I ask these questions, if the person gets a little snooty with me, then I expect it because I knew that it was something that I was going to press their buttons on. But here's mm -hmm. the thing. You have to be professional as the talent and you have to jump back into that interview without any hard feelings. If Absolutely. you can't do that, then I have a bad interview and now I have a problem with you, like hanging up the phone or doing things of that nature. Pass on the question and be professional because you are still trying to use our platform to promote your stuff. And even ding, though ding, we can ding. use this interview, it's like we, there's so many artists, there's so many actors, there's so many, unless like, well, it's a community. It's a village. Like we, I mean, it, you can't see us on TV unless the cameraman is there. So everybody matters from the host yes. to the talent, to the execs, and the, to the questions producers. could be worse because we know everything. And that's what they don't understand. Like you could, and I'm on air every day, so I can say worse stuff than this. So let's just try to figure out this question. Keep and it then cute we'll or put on. it on mute. That's my motto. Keep it cute or put it on mute. Very have your point. label call after, but don't make the person and be like, take that out. But I just feel like to make people uncomfortable during an interview when they're trying to help you promote your stuff doesn't make sense. And it seems like a scam, just like these grandparents are out here getting scammed, Eva. Who grandma getting scammed? Not my grandma, because my grandma no longer with us. We, I love all you, my, Nana. All my grandparents but, are in, in the glory. They watching us right now. Yeah, same, same. So they all watching us together. So we're going to talk about other people, grandparents. Grandma, child. all right, let's go. Check on your single grandma and grandpa, y'all, because apparently in 2019, American seniors lost 80 Four million in online dating scams, and in twenty twenty, you're not gonna believe this. In twenty twenty, the number went up all the way to hundred and thirty nine million. That's almost double. So the pandemic plays a part in this is people are less likely to be able to see each other. So seniors that are lonely, they tend to look online for companionship. And, uh, you know, they're seemingly easy targets because you could tug at their heart or whatever the case. Now, usually the scams uh, that the person does on the other end is claiming to need financial help due to COVID. So it's like basically pulling the strings, tugging their hearts. But these scammers accept money through bank transfers, direct payments, and cryptocurrency. So it's making it easier for them to be able, like the cash apps and the things that of that nature, makes it easier. Because, you know, back in the day, you used to have to go to the bank and take the money out well, and all that. 
It is not uncommon to try to scam and swindle these seniors. I got a story when my husband was running for mayor. I remember we were at a senior's home by the colleges and we were talking to the constituents there that were registered to vote and basically telling them his platform. And we did it in the middle of like their rec time. So like, I guess once a day or once a week, they had like this meeting where all the seniors that lived in the home would come into like the little um, common area. And, before and it's like a whole program it was like a list of things so before mike spoke there was this woman that goes to all the senior homes and she talks to them about scams that are most likely coming down the pipeline from their mailbox to their cell phones from their grandson needs money in college to you know a family member overseas that needs money so it is right. really really common that they spend a lot of time and energy to swindle our elderly by making them feel bad for us, like trying yeah. to do right. It's so wrong. It's so and it, wrong. And because they're not privy to a lot of the things that are going on, I feel like not even just old people, it, this is happening to people that are just lonely. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like need someone to talk to. Because first of all, me, I'm not even answering a number that I don't know, but they don't realize how. party line? Like they don't have a senior's party line. Oh, you might be on to something. Hold on now. But that's probably be easier to get them together to scam them. Now, um, majority <laughs> of the seniors who get scammed are online dating and they're 60 and 79 years old. According to the FTC, seniors under the age of 80 reported a median loss of $308, while seniors who are 80 and older reported a median loss of 798 Now, the overall total for romance scams was $304 million. And it oh wasn't all seniors. And you know what? Goodness. I see a lot of this because I watch 90 Day Fiance. And yes, on 90 Day Fiance, you would be so... And, and at first I thought, I don't know why when I thought 90 Day Fiance, I'm thinking of like those locked up abroad kind of shows where it's like, oh, they're putting them together. I thought it was a game show or something. No. But when I sat down, I'm like, oh, these people are really dating somebody online, giving them their money, giving them their... their letting them in their homes, bringing them yep. around, there, letting their kids take the guardianship... All kind of stuff, all because of their mouthpiece and what they're saying to them over the phone, over FaceTime, spending all their money. So this, people don't just tug at old people. They tug at the emotions and the lack of somebody having somebody there for them. And they make it seem like they love them and they're caring about them. Do you think that these companies, like the dating companies and these different apps, bear some kind of responsibility there? Not saying that they are responsible for someone lying, but I mean, there has to be some kind of safeguard or something that's put up to where, you know how like at a company, if you say certain things in your email, it'll flag the email because certain things like, I mean, there has to be something that is responsible by the corporation so that when you know that this amount of money is being taken from our elderly people, like, come on, bro. This but is where does cool. this stop? Because again, like this is, this is happening to moms of five. That's just like, I'm, I need a husband or somebody to help me take care of these kids. They and do it on Instagram. On the okay, now let's Instagram. talk about Instagram. If you go on your Instagram and you put up a picture right now, I can go to your last post and go to the bottom. Someone will say that I'm a winner to DM them, that they'll send me quick Every cash. Day. Like, they ask me for my cash app tag. 
every day, literally nine people in DMs, this is that and the third, or give me a hundred dollars and you'll make, but some people did it. Remember that one scam that was like, you put in a hundred dollars and then you would get a thousand, but you had to keep putting in a hundred dollars. Yeah, well, see, I, that's, was, that's, I, I've I argued that. with my whole family behind that what was that called the lottery they kept no they do it they do it we call it something out west but i don't want to say it on the airs but it's called a a some some savings account so basically the idea is where you put a hundred dollars in today and you put a hundred in for each week however long many week it is and then on that last week you get the whole pot so So it's basically something crazy i know somebody that's literally done this so big that now they have an indictment against them. And and when my friend first told me about it, yes, he was like, listen, I got this amount of money. I was like, that's a scam. He was like, no, it's not. And was arguing with me. My mother, same thing. My sisters, they were arguing with me. And now these people are about to go to jail well, see, the idea is that we do it. So it would be like me, you, Angie, Ange, Headcrack, and Ricky, right? Right. So it's the five of us. So on the fifth week, you would get $500. And each week you put in $100. So that is basically so that for four weeks you saved your money. So where are the people getting stealing? with? Because they, I don't able, know how they, oh, they made took this. it and just never gave it. They never paid the money. it out. You do it amongst. Uh, so the idea is that you do it amongst people that you know, like you know good and girl. well. I'm gonna pay you out. So yeah. that's what it is. But the These people was getting thirty thousand dollars at a time. The people I'm talking about. What? Yeah, so it's scams all and these is young people. Like, so you just gotta be careful. Make sure if you know anybody that lives alone that's elderly. I had to stop my mother one time and my mother is a she has her damn masters, her doctrine, and somebody called her phone and said that they were the courts and that she didn't go to jury duty and that if she didn't send five hundred dollars, they were sending the police to come arrest her and take her to jail right away. My mother is an ex-police officer. She but see, retired. But people believe it. I, it happened to she me, Royale. I, I was yelling at security. her. She was it arguing happened. with me, Eva. She was taking the person's side on the phone. That's the why phone. this topic is so important because we don't realize <laughs> that we are literally sitting in the crossfire. I had someone call my phone, said that it was a social security administration or uh, no. something, and I hadn't paid something. I was stressed out. Mike was like, the social security office will never call your cell phone, babe. I didn't know though. Like, I needed <laughs> someone to tell me. So saying all this to say, take care of your elderly or even just your naive friends or me, because there are people out here trying to take advantage. So L'Oreal, I want to talk about layering and no, I don't mean fashion and clothes. I want to talk about layering your skincare, the old lay way. Ooh. Now, do you layer your skincare products? I do layer my skincare products and Olay makes that easy by providing products for just about all your skin concerns. Now, this is from cleansers to Mm -hmm. serums to moisturizers. Eva, let me ask you a question. How do Uh you layer? First, I cleanse. Okay. Then I treat, which is usually like with a toner, and then I moisturize. So for cleansing, you want to wash your hands first, okay? Then you pick up some Olay Vitamin C Plus Peptide 24 Hours Exfoliating Facial Cleanser. I love a good exfoliator. It's super important. It's so important. Okay, so next, it's time to treat. Now, you always need to use an eye cream as it is the 
first place your skin ages since your skin is different around the eye. Right. So you must make sure you put on an eye cream, right? Exactly. So after you treat, it's time to do, what do you think the next one is? I'm going to tell you what I do. I moisturize next. Boom. Yes. Okay, so choose a great everyday moisturizer. You can't just do any old thing. You know, our go-to moisturizer is Olay's mm-hmm. Vitamin C plus Peptide 24, the orange jar. You know, that's the one you that have sm- to know, the orange jar. Yeah, the one that know. smells like citrus. You know, we've yes. been talking about and ranting and raving. It feels so good on my skin. I love it. It leaves my skin hydrated all day. It just blends right in. The Olay Vitamin C plus Peptide hydrates better than the $400 cream. Now, one key tip that you need to remember is when you moisturize, okay. always go lightest weight too heavy. See, I didn't know that. You just put me on. So that yes. means like serum first and then the facial moisturizer? Girl, if I if you like the quickest study I ever done <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm trying out the Olay Collagen Peptide 24 Serum so I can put that underneath my moisturizer. So I absolutely love this serum because it visibly firms skin in just two weeks. Now, that is a very short time. Layering is also helpful, too, for hydration. And this serum gives you a full 24 hours of hydration alone. Now, imagine how good that feels coupled with your moisturizer, too. Okay? And don't forget, our melanated skin needs sunscreen, too, because some people seem to think, well, you know, my skin, I don't need sunscreen. I could just go out just like this. No, sis. No, no. Get that sunscreen on. The most important step is to use the SPF. Now, you can get the Olay Regenerous Minerals Sunscreen and Hydrating Moisturizer SPF 30 that has 30 on it. That's right. It quickly absorbs into all skin types and doesn't leave that greasy residue. You and that's my that. favorite part because I hate when it's all caked up on your face. Mm. Feel like your face and your skin isn't breathing. But this does not do that at all. I love this product. It's amazing. And the thing is, is like I said, our melanated skin, I know we think because it's beautiful that we don't need SPF, but we do because we have to protect this skin. The truth is not all sunscreen goes on easy. So this is literally like a diamond in the rough because it goes on no residual. I don't feel chalky. It's everything. If you're not up on it, you don't know where to get it from. We got to put them on to where to get it from. Okay. So just in case you don't know, which means you have not been listening. Listen at up. all. These products are available at retailers nationwide. That's all, everywhere. That's that everywhere. means here, there, over there, across the street. And if you don't want to go to a <laughs> retailer, do what L'Oreal does. It's so easy. All you got to do is go to Olay.com. Get your Boom. phone out. Get your computer out. It's simple. It'll come right to your door and nothing can be easier than that. There you go. Now, There's a venture capitalist out there that is uh, not here for dads taking advantage. Uh He actually says that dads are losers for taking paternity leave. Not losers. Yes. A venture capitalist co-founder, Joe Lonsdale, started a debate on social media when he responded to a tweet about the U.S. Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, who took off of work. And I know everyone saw it. He took off of work because his wife had twins. And so he decided to help his wife with the first few weeks. Well, he said that any man in an important position that takes off six months of leave for a newborn is a loser. 
In the old days, men had babies and worked harder to provide for their future. That's the correct masculine response. No. Let's be clear, Buttigieg did not take off six months. He took off two months. We weren't talking about a child. We were talking about two two children. And Serena Williams' (laughs) husband, the Reddit co-founder, Alexis Ohan, you remember him? Of course. Well, he responded and made it very clear that he is very much so a man, and he proudly took his full paternity leave. Now, People didn't even know there was paternity leave, but many companies are now offering paternity leave for about six to eight weeks. And one mom recently stirred up social media complaining that her husband refuses to take his leave to not inconvenience his employers, amongst other issues, maybe being called not a whole man because he took paternity leave now yeah how could you think you're a whole man for helping your wife for her babies what kind of man are you when i tell you mike sterling when each of my (laughs) children decided that after i gave birth and i didn't even realize this to more recently mike didn't ask me to lift a finger for nine months because he said you sacrificed everything to take care of yourself and your body for our baby so the least i can do is for nine months not ask you for anything he brought groceries, make sure dinner was prepared, pick the kids up, took them to school, got them dressed, bathed, doctor's appointment, immunization, everything. And guess what? Never even took a paternity leave. He just mm. did it and figured out how to do it. So to think that a man's investment into a newborn child at home is not required or expected is absolutely asinine. And Mr. Venture Capitalist, get your stuff together. And I feel sorry for your wife. You know why he's saying that? No, because he why? can afford the nannies. He can afford all those people to help his wife and do the things that he didn't want to do. And she probably didn't want to have a kid either. She probably just with him because he had a couple dollars. So she ready to get the child to a nanny that as well. Part. Think about Nicki Minaj, like for the Met Gala. And everyone was like, you know, she didn't come. She ended up not um, accepting her invitation to the Met Gala. And she's like, I am a new mom and there is COVID and I'm not comfortable with nannies yet. Cardi B said that when she had her first child, she wasn't comfortable. Sometimes it's not about the money or access you have. Being a parent requires a different level and version of who you are. It's the best version that sometimes you're growing into. So, I mean, if I want to stay home with my child and it has nothing to do with being able to afford a nanny or not. Mike doesn't want people picking his kids up from school. We can have someone pick them up. He likes to see his kids' face. Some of these when people they don't care, him. Eva. These are the same people making the laws and rules that even if you get raped, you can't have an abortion. Like, you know what I mean? That's it's things that. But it's so, these people are like cold hearted. They don't think about things in that nature. So I'm not surprised that there are some people that feel this way about it. But I, I do think a man should be right there by his woman's side, helping her, because that has to be the most painful, hardest thing. And a lot of people go through the closest thing to death and all kinds of things of that nature. It's like, she needs some sleep. She needs help. She needs, she's in pain. Like, you, she, he should be there for his wife or it's just or so cavemanish woman like, or whatever it is. Right. It's just so cavemanish, the idea of uh, man law. You now, have baby, me go right. work. For a joke and for a skit, got it, whatever. Y'all like SNL. We like little parodies on our morning shows. But in truth, the reality is like everything that I can do, you can do, except for actually carrying these children. So you can make a bottle. You can clean a diaper. You can go to the grocery store. You can prepare and plan dinner. 
Superman. <laughs> All right, you're listening to the Unjust Around podcast presented by Macy's. Check out our personal Macy's shopping page at macy's.com slash the undressing room so you can dress like us, find out what hey. we got going on, and get all the fly stuff. And we're going to talk about being fly because Drake talked about how he's he back rented- in the news. Listen, he's always in the news, girl, ain't he? Ain't he all we talk about? He fine, he though, last so week. okay. He's still like, I still like Drake, but he rented a Rolls Royce to keep up with his appearances back in the day. Now, there was a video with the caption, back in 2007, <laughs> we used to finesse this Rolls Royce panel rental company to convince them in the city we were destined to make it. I used to scrape together $5,000 a month to keep an appearance up. He's not telling you to go out and stun, he said, even though I don't recommend doing this for yourself and financial trouble for material things. I realize now that that was just my way of extreme manifesting. I needed to see it and feel it and to have it to believe it that I could see and feel and have anything I wanted. Now his close friend future, not the same future you're talking about future. The, I mean that we be talking about future. Mm. The Prince is his friend. He tracked down and gifted him that very same Rolls Royce that he used to rent and ride around with. Oh, uh, that's fire. That's, dope. that's fire. Cause he made him all kind of money over these years. You know, like future is his partner. Like they make a lot of money together and he went and got the car for him. He said he used this as a moment to share how he manifested his current life. Now, have you done anything early in your journey to keep up an appearance? And do you believe in manifestation? Oh, absolutely. So I used to uh, have a saying, fake it until you make it. And (laughs) what I meant by that is my confidence when I will go to my go-sees. So I most likely woke up this morning not believing in truth that I was the most beautiful person or even worthy for all that I sought out for. But I kept telling myself that I was and I kept telling myself that I was. And I said it so much to then I actually believed it. And then I started doing things to manifest that as a reality. So early in my career and even now, you know, when I look up and I see certain heights and things and places that I'm at, it's 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 shocking because I know what I wanted. But then I also know how far away I was from it. So to Mm -hmm. see it tangible and obtainable, there's something about him and Drake talking about manifesting what was supposed to be yours. I don't encourage spending $5,000 on a lease, a rental phone, nothing, not even an apartment, let alone a car. But I think the bigger message and moral from that is that what God has for you, Get ready for it. Manifest it. It's okay. Work for whatever it takes. Don't worry about what the world has to say and figure out what that thing is because you deserve it. And not only that, you can actually get it. And that, yeah, you that's can the gym. And I, I definitely have to say, I didn't see anything wrong with what Drake was doing. I feel like I saw a lot of rappers do that coming up. I remember uh, French Montana was somebody that I knew before he was really, really on. He had the DVDs. They used to call him Frenchie. And one thing that you knew about French Montana is he had a Bentley. I didn't know one song he had. I didn't know. no. He had no shows. Right. But you like, oh, Frenchie with the Bentley. Like, you knew, like, just certain artists. I feel like that was a big New York thing. They all had the Bentleys. And that's how you knew, like, oh, okay, oh, he doing something. And they probably right. wasn't. 
but we right. saw the cards and that's but see, we it's thought. something about rap where mm-hmm. material things that Equal signify success, success is what we, yeah yeah we, we we rapped about those are they you know that's what we hear in our music and so as a rapper that's talking about the grind the growing up the glowing up there's something in that to where when you're seen you want to shine and you want to be seen glitzing and glamouring and all of that and that's why I do like where the game, like, I know a lot of people talk about the negative of rap and, and hip hop and mm-hmm. how it has went downhill. But the positive is that you have people like Rick Ross, you have people like Chance the Rapper who have businesses like Kanye West, who like Rick Jay-Z. Ross is talking about when, of course, Jay-Z is the, was the, the blueprint, you know, but you have Nas. These, you, Nas who invest in all these different companies from Sweet chicks to you got a yes. uh, wing stop with rick ross it's just it's, it's dope how you're putting out there the generational wealth and yeah. to build and upbuild our people by these businesses the to accumulate and put money into things like kobe bryant and that situation that happened he put six million and made 400 million he's no Listen. longer with us still making his family money more money than they, they could ever spend or imagine and that's what I love that the game has turned into. Some of the young rappers are still faking it. But the fact that when they make it, they're making it to businesses. They're yeah, making yeah, yeah. it to put other people on. I remember one once upon a time, these rappers didn't even help nobody else. It would just be about them and, and that's it. But now, like I said, they're opening businesses. They're putting other artists on. They're yep. getting producers. They're making companies. And that's something we also have to applaud, not just the faking it till they make it part. Let's talk about how Drake not only made it for himself, but for his whole team to the point where come his on, homeboy, Come on, OVO. Look, his homeboy that you don't even can't point him out of a lineup was able to buy him the Phantom that they used to split money together to get. So that's what we should be uh, really applauding. Not and just shout that- out to the homeboy that didn't forget where this thing all started. Because, you Come know, on. sometimes, you know, a couple years pass by, people get real amnesia about the, uh, the lifetime we live. So shout that's out right. to the homeboy that I remember where everything started and was able to bless him on that situation. Fake it till now, you make it. Even them filtered every- pictures, this. You ain't got that BBL yet? Fake it till you know. Okay. Toot that thing on out. Push it out, sis. Well, well, don't push it out, sis. Push it out. I mean, if you're if you're a mom, because this next story is kind of crazy, L'Oreal. Now there is Uh-oh. a mother out there. She has one of those very um, popular pages on a site that we all know called OnlyFans. Uh oh. Well, I said a mom and her kid is still a child and she volunteers at her kid's school. Now she's from Florida. Her name is Victoria Snooks. She's been banned from volunteering, not getting paid, but just volunteering at her child's elementary school after they found out about her only fans page from an anonymous parent. Hater parent. How you get so, fired from a free job? Yeah. So she dedicated her life for the last five years of volunteering with her child and in this program. But another parent got wind of the fact that she has a fans only paid, got her a subscription, went on and, uh, she said you she has are two so children. Press this to be doing all of that 
just to find out my OnlyFans page. Like, what the hell is wrong with these people? And this mom has two kids that um, go to that school. She loves volunteering there. Now, her legal team said that the district's guidelines do not say anything about what a volunteer can and can't do when off campus. So she has a lawyer. Her lawyer says that she does understand that there's going to be a percentage of parents who are going to be getting into their moral arms and waging their discrimination finger you know wagging it all around we don't want you around our children that's what how some well they wouldn't have known about it because you kept it away from children it's for an adult site that's only for a subscription how did they find out access it unless you're an adult so do you think that she should get banned from the activities at her school, do you think that she should get banned from activities at her kid's school because of her private life? Would no. you even bother to look up a volunteer's page on OnlyFans if they went to your kid's school? Like, is it me, L'Oreal, or is this parent doing a little too much? They clearly have an issue with her. I feel like if she's a volunteer, then that's just is what it is. If she was a teacher, I'm that may be a little something different. Even though that's her own personal life, you know what job you chose and you know what route you took. Now, as a volunteer of just a parent, no, because you could be a porn star and send your kids to that school. Like, how is that illegal? There's sex offenders that live in the damn area. So why, you know what I mean? Of, opposed to somebody that's actually out there doing that for a living. Maybe that's how she feeds her kids and able to send her to that school. The fact that you're looking, like, why are you looking? It's a paid page. Exactly. Kids shouldn't be accessing that. It's for adults. There's no way I would definitely take this to court. Like, I and, and it, that's why I'm glad she has an attorney. When she said her attorney said that people are going to be wagging their moral fingers. I mean, if she didn't put it properly, because that's what it is. Well, you look like you got off in this situation. And what I mean by that is because at first she wasn't getting paid nothing. And now she's about to get paid for all that free work she did for this. Everybody about to go to see what um, volunteer mom sis is doing over there. Not just that. Y'all can't get rid of her for that. Like, there's nothing There's nothing that says that. That's like discrimination. Like, what's wrong with you? You know what? It's a fine line between having a moral compass and then being judgmental and dictating what other people can and cannot do. Unless Eva... Unless she's on there sleeping with kids, that then be I get different. it. But if yeah. she's just being an adult, you can't tell me. For all my kids know, I'm the bottle girl at the club. Like you right. can't tell me what I can and can't do. And I think everyone has an OnlyFans. If we have not gotten to the place and point where we are stopped being so judgmental and putting everybody in boxes and being so stereotypical, then I don't know what's going on. It's 2021, sis. I don't understand what the problem is. What we if, can do what, what we want to. What if your kids' teachers had a OnlyFans? I wouldn't know. That's my point. They might have Yeah, I don't get it. How did they my, find I have it? three children. They all have teachers. And if they... Have an OnlyFans, I wouldn't know. I'm not on it, nor do I look to subscribe to. Well, say you found it. Like, say I it mean, was an anonymous person and they sent it to you in your email. Would you have an issue with it? Not particularly, only because, I mean, I have three kids. So obviously, I do things when the lights go off too. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah, the where virgin is this judge? Eva. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> immaculate conception. Like, wh- sis, what is the problem? 
If you are over here like, oh, she got a foot fetish page. How do you know? Are you looking at toes? Do you like feet cuticles? Like, Clearly. what is the problem? I just don't, I don't understand where the hate is coming from. I think it's really whack to take this mom out of a position to be physically a part of their kids' well, extracurricular. Yeah. And as a mom of a child that's in sports, we need all the volunteers we can get. So, I was thinking that too. Yes, don't do that. Don't be messing. You can't because- make it all the time. Sometimes you got to drop somebody off. Like th- there's no way. It's never a shortage of people. Sign up today because you done made sure that Marquise's mama can't come no more. That's irritating. And then what is she supposed to do? What if that's literally how she feeds her family? You're gonna choose, make her choose between a living for what she does or helping her child or I just and think is it me but are all the only fans pages they're not all explicit no some things are people sitting there watching people eat yeah like literally so literally. This, is, this does not mean that she is doing pornographic anything because she and has if she is study. that doesn't say like where does it say in the handbook of students that the parent can't be a porn star or a sex worker like oh, whoa 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 Whoa. That's called the oh, yeah. sex worker if you're a porn star. Well, you're listening to the Undressing <laughs> Room podcast presented by Macy. Slide over and check out our personal Macy shopping page at Macy's.com slash the undressing room. Now, I have a final question. Uh-oh. I do. And it's, it's not even extensive, L'Oreal. It's okay. not elaborate. It's real simple. Mm-hmm. Ladies, do females ever sit back? And just think, I was wrong, and I'm going to apologize to him. Why do you think it's sometimes harder for women to apologize? And do men apologize enough when they're wrong? What is the right or is is there a right way to apologize or a wrong way to apologize? L'Oreal, I'm sure you have had some begging men. This question is to you. So when it comes to apologies, I like to do it and get it over with. Uh, I feel like when you drag out something and you're wrong, then it makes it worse. And like, you're Mm. never really going to hear the end of it then. So you got to kind of like, I, if I'm wrong, I kind of, this is the kind of person I am. (laughs) (laughs) I like to say, I'm like, all right, all right. I was wrong. Damn. You keep talking about it. I said I was wrong. That's me. Right. Like you you just Gail King then change the narrative. It gotta be, it gotta be over quick because clearly I'm wrong. Right. So who wants to sit in that? But like when you're right, of course you want to be like, uh-huh, I told you. But I like to just sit there and look at somebody and smile. Like when you're right, you just got to look at that because oh, they yeah. know they, oh, yeah. you know, cause they know they did wrong. And then no. they don't never want to say they wrong, right? So no, you just be looking right. like, I'm going to just wait for this person to say they wrong. And and I think sometimes when you let it just breeze by, it bothers them more. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. But do you, so when it's time for you to apologize, you do it like a scab. Like you just How wrong am I? W R O N G every letter. <laughs> You're wrong. Yeah, I do it like a scab. I like to rip the band aid off quick and then we could start to, and then I'll like change the whole entire subject. Like so I'll it, be like, does it say something about someone that does, that can't apologize or that like refuses to yeah, apologize? Yeah. That's your psychopath. Like you, cause people, the crazy thing is people think that about me. They're like, yeah, right. You'll never admit you're wrong. I'm like, yes, I will. So it could be over. You're just not wrong that much. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I just want it to be over. Okay. Let the wrong part go. But, um, but yeah, if there is an issue where it's like, say, I don't think I'm wrong. That's right. where it's a little worse. 
if I don't think I'm wrong, I don't I don't think there's nothing that you could do to change. But like if I'm dead wrong, I'm 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 just wrong. Are you good at apologizing? I am that exception to the rule. I am. Like if I was wrong, I'd be like, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it took so long. Or did like I'll I'll just say what it is because I think to err is to be human. And yeah. so I think the the more honest we are with ourselves and with others about the fact that we don't have it all the way together, but like I'm well intended and I try my best. I think people are more apt to meet you where you at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but if you. you perpetuate this whole perfect idea of life and even like when I'm wrong and I'm like like you I'm not often wrong but when I am wrong I'll say like you know what I was dead wrong or yeah, oh my goodness like, I, I was and I'll tell my husband like baby you know what you were so right I thought this I was completely wrong it was that I think he respects me for being able yeah. to do that who respects the relationship and he's more prone to say when he's wrong in the future because I was bold enough to say it and just lay it out there so that it's not about keeping score and always being the person in the right i think at the end of the day you just want the relationship to be right so yeah you know I mean, what I'm with, saying? Cer- with certain people i would just start laughing when i realize that i'm real wrong like that i'll just start laughing because it's like you know let's just get this laugh out the way but when it's when it's something that's bad yeah like and and serious um i think recently with the the recent, like the the guy that I date, right? Mm-hmm. I think with him, it's a little different because now it's like he's a little more mature when it comes to to certain things. Mm-hmm. And maybe even if he wasn't in his last relationship, I like how he handles things with me because even if I'm being a little immature about something, he'll address it and he'll just be like, "Listen, um, that's not the way that you get past problems." You know, mm. and then I'll explain to him because this is something I've never done before either. I would have to explain to him in a sense where it's like, you know, well, with me, I need a little bit of time to work my words yeah, and like yeah, not yeah. like get my words together. Because Y'all better have a conversation. Yeah. So I let him know. I'd be like, you know, sometimes I say things and I really offend people and it's not what I mean. Like I not hear you. It. Yeah. I hear things. You shut up no but no for real like even sometimes when i'm talking like maybe on this podcast i might have said something that would have offended somebody but in my mind i'm not saying it maliciously right sometimes i'm just being honest and and saying my feelings and people don't look at it like that they think you're being nasty or Mm. whatever the case sometimes i listen back to things i say too and i'm like oh that was kind of harsh i didn't mean it in that manner though right so when you take a minute before you say what you have to say, Come on, especially now. when you have anger issues or you have problem uh, like where where it's a problem arising, I think you do have to take a minute back. But everybody doesn't work that way. They want to address it immediately. Well, see, so, no, each person's different. And yeah. I think what you just described, first of all, can I just say uh, we can go ahead and end the podcast right here because with this revelation today, you are in a mature happy constructive healthy relationship because you just explained i'm not in a relationship i said situationship okay but you are in a healthy if it it does turn into a relationship you're creating a foundation for something proper communication like having fight or flight is not a problem but having a partner that knows how to deal with it is really what you need so it was so fire super mature 
I love it. I love it. And it was like, that was my approach, but I needed a second. And two, I wanted to basically show him what he was doing to me that made me feel away. So what I did was I gave him a little taste of his own medicine and he didn't like it. It was like first it couldn't have been a, not even a minute past when yes. I did, he's like, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. And I'm like, oh, so you can see the problem then, but yes. you doing it. Yes. And he didn't look at it like that. Like, yes. just like when, when we say things that we don't mean in mean. a certain way, but you take it, you know, it's just dope that you can have those conversations and come to a happy medium or understanding yes. instead of somebody being upset. I was always in a toxic relationship. No, it's so healthy. Like that is what you need. You don't have to be perfect. He doesn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Y'all just need to work it out and work with each other. And that takes communication. That takes honesty. That takes, I'm sorry. That takes a apology sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that step back, like you said, and you could, you know, show him, but it's the way that you show him. It's the tact. And mm -hmm. I you look very, at your face. I'm so, I'm so proud I'm of you. I am so <laughs> proud of you. Listen, undressing room family. My baby is about to get into this cuffing season. Oh my God, girl. <laughs> I am so excited. If y'all didn't know, you're listening to the Undressing Room podcast. It's still single until married, though. Well, you might have a final question for us to undress. And if you do, be sure to go ahead and follow us on Instagram at The Undressing Room Podcast and DM us like they do in L'Oreal's DMs, like men and women <laughs> do it all the time. Just slide in the DM slide and you can be featured. Hey, slide. <laughs> listen, you stay right there in the middle, L'Oreal. You right where I need you to be, sis. I'm I so know, yeah. I'm not telling you anything else on here. Oh, listen, <laughs> it's okay. Can you tell the people who they listening to? Tell them what's going on. You are that. listening to the Unjust and Run podcast presented by Macy's. Log on to theunjustandrunpod.com for episodes and links to our personal Macy's shopping page and we're going to get out of here. We love you guys. Yes, we love you. You guys, you see, you, you hear this in L'Oreal. Y'all hear it. <laughs> love is in the air. I don't well, he spring. just asked me, do I want him on this podcast? Because I didn't answer his phone call. It was oh, a joke. I'm Tell him I'm done. You, he can have you. Tell him I'm done. We need. He need to stay. You let him know. I'm a sharer. Let him know. I will hold us down. I got us. Macy's on trip. We gonna do what we need to do. Send L'Oreal back to her man. Oh my God. I don't have a man. Okay, so see, what you're doing right now is just what Jay Ellis did on the podcast a little while ago. That's exactly what Jay Ellis did. Yeah! You, you, getting us, you give me real Lawrence right now. Oh, L'Oreal Hive. You just did it real hard. Three times. I don't have no man. I don't have no man. See? Because, what, you know, I don't want to jinx anything. That's okay. I'm going to pray for it. Bye. Y'all love in prayer. Bye. <laughs> You're annoying. The Undressing Room podcast presented by Macy's is an Urban One Reach Media production hosted by the one, the only, even Marcel and L'Oreal. Executive produced by Kobe Cope Tyner. Associated producer Alexis Felder. Editing and production by Dunkus. Sales and corporate partnership, Josh Romani. Michelle Marino and Kadisha Campbell. Research, Lori Hall Flowers. Digital marketing, Sam Styers, J.R. Davis, Aaliyah Foss, and Tim Hall. Digital creative, Alvin Francis. Content provided by MadamNoir.com, Bossom.com, and HipHopWire.com. Stay connected at TheUndressingRoomPod.com. See you at the next episode.